The World Nomads Podcast Bonus Episode. Hear amazing nomads sharing their knowledge, stories, and experience of world travel. Well, Phil, we've featured a few guys in our Amazing Nomads episode since we kicked them off with Sarah Davis, who next month, by the way, she will paddle the entire length of the Nile. And I'm pleased to say we're featuring not one, but two amazing women in this episode. <laughs> Tenny and Claire formed their friendship in the snowy North Carolina mountains while uh, hiking the Appalachian Trail. And it was there they hatched a plan to become the first people to, can you believe this, walk the entire length of the US-Mexico border. They started in uh, they started in International Friendship Park in San Diego and ended at the Boca Chica State Park in Brownsville. Uh, there's a long-distance trail in America called the Appalachian Trail. It's the first long-distance trail. It goes from uh, Georgia to Maine, and it's about uh, 2,000 miles. Um, so it was my first trail and Penny's second long-distance trail, and we started in the winter, so there weren't many people out there and certainly not many women. So when we when we met each other, we were the first people we'd seen in a while and the first, uh, the first women, and uh, there was just like an instant connection, and we, hiked, we ended up hiking a lot of that trail together along with some other people. Uh, which is hence where you cooked up the idea to do the border. And how long was that in terms of miles and days? And um, yeah, good question. Um, we since there was no guidebook, uh, it's hard hard for us to answer that question. Um, but from day to day kind of estimations, uh, we tracked probably around eighteen hundred. Though our GPS read maybe more like twenty four hundred, and then actual. Um, border of U.S. and Mexico kind of as as far as staff go and official numbers go, it's 1950, uh, 1954. So Phil said, if you're going to get shot, it's there. Did you realize that? Oh, it was a big fear of um, ours starting out with our safety. We were really nervous. We had heard a lot, uh, mostly from people who hadn't been there themselves. So there's a lot of sort of myths about what's down there and um, we had a lot of fear going in, but we kind of, we had this trust that uh, people are kind of the same no matter where they are and that it maybe wasn't as bad as people made it out to be. And uh, that's overwhelmingly what we found. We really had no incidents that were even uh, remotely dangerous or scary or anything like that. A lot of the headlines of the articles that I've read are things like the first through hike of the Mexican border, which it is. Uh, we've been calling it around here... Um, Trump's wall. You've walked Trump's wall. <laughs> well, uh, Trump's very porous wall. Yeah, it, it was only here and there, uh, mostly in the most uh, the westernmost states. Um, so yeah, <laughs> Trump's uh, Rio Grande. The river is the boundary for a large portion of the bar, uh, the, the border. And but I'm fascinated by border areas where it's basically either a fence or an imaginary line in the dirt. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, several places on the border where there wasn't a wall or there wasn't some physical barrier. Um, we we did walk in Mexico um, and then also walked in the United States, probably uh, switching off up to 20 times a day. Um, and, and that is legal where the Rio Grande um, is because um, the river corridor, you're allowed to walk on either bank. 
Um, a lot of river trips and commercial groups go down it and use that area as as so. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's, that's an interesting part of it. <laughs> Tenny, when was that moment where you both looked in each other's eyes and said, yeah, let's do this? Ha-ha. <laughs> um, that was about uh, maybe a year and a half ago now. Um, Claire and I both do a lot of long-distance trails. Um, they've been been a really motivating force in our lives and uh, transformative thing, just walking long distance trails. And um, so we were kind of deciding um, maybe to do one called the Continental Divide Trail. And it felt a little wrong to disappear into the wilderness, um, just given um, that kind of the, the political climate and how many conversations there are about this mad issue around our country. Um, and both of them, Claire and I are interested in being engaged. Um, so we didn't want to dis- disappear into the wilderness. We wanted to um, be part of, of a conversation and, and learn. Um, so we, we combined um, a long trail with under trying to learn and understand about an issue. Um, and so that, that kind of, um, about a year and a half, I sent her a text and said, Hey, what about hiking the US Mexico border? Um, and I thought she would say no. And she said, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, but that was a deliberate plan then. Right? You had thought, let's, you know, let's try and raise some awareness about what's happening along this, along this area. Yes, uh, we really wanted to use hiking to engage with an issue. Um, we wanted to raise awareness, but it was also a lot about um, our own education and um, transformation. You know, like Tony said, hiking just changes you. It, it affects you in really long-lasting ways. And we wanted uh, to engage rather than detach, which is what I feel like normally people do when they go into the wilderness is kind of take a break from society. And we wanted to use hiking to to connect with a group of people that we didn't know much about. Phil, if Tenny had come to you and said, we're planning this trip, uh, it's never been done before, from a travel safety perspective, what would your reaction be? We don't try to tell people to not go to an area, but we want people to be aware of the potential for trouble. So I would have spoken to you, to the girls about that and about preparing for it and getting... In your dad voice? In my dad voice. (laughs) I would have done that. Are you you sure you want to do this? Um, Oh, we definitely had some dad voices. Yeah. (laughs) I bet, I bet. But I have to say that I I would also have suggested exactly what you did. Talk to the locals about it when you get to a place. Because that's what I do whenever I travel. always just check out with a local. Go, is there anywhere I shouldn't go? Is there anything I shouldn't do. Well, Tenny, wasn't there a moment when you were in a car and the guy, the driver said, are you sure you want to go there? It's really dangerous where you're heading. Oh, yes. Um, I think um, most most of the locals uh, did tell us, were excited to tell us about what was to come and and that it, we would actually be okay. Um, but we definitely still had voices in there. Um in particular, we had a, a Lyft driver um, in Calexico. We got to go into a hotel for that night, um, and he picked us up kind of in a random location that we had to come back and hike from the next day. And we started talking to him and told him what we were doing, and he was very scared for us. And he was like, you know, I, I just have to tell you, you know, that's, it's really dangerous out there. 
Um, which, which of course, Claire and I immediately jumped to the conclusion that he meant um, humans. Uh, the humans were the worry. Um, and he quickly followed up and said, uh, the, the desert, it's really hot. And then there are mountain lions. There are, there's wildlife. And uh, really, Claire and I were pretty shocked by how much we had read into that and, and misjudged that, what he was talking about. Yeah, I think that was, that was kind of a theme um, of the trip is people who aren't in that area just have a lot of fears about what kind of people are there. And then people who are in that area have fears about, you know, the desert and the wildlife, but not necessarily the people. So you didn't run in, into any uh, drug smuggling bandits, but what about the mountain lions and the rattlesnakes? And did you run out of water? Uh-huh. Um, we we did not run into any serious animals or wildlife, no. Um, water was definitely an issue. We did the hike during the coldest months um, for that reason, so we wouldn't have to be as as worried about crossing really extreme uh, terrain and environments in the heat of the month or the hottest month. So I think water was probably one of our biggest worries. Um, we carried one time we carried 38 pounds of water, uh, which is which is a lot. So I mean there are a lot of um, towns along the border. There's probably a town every six days um, in Texas. There are a couple more remote areas. And because there are so many towns, we were able to still get our share of water, then resupply then. Um, so it, it was definitely a mix of both um, worries about water, but also there was pretty, plenty of infrastructure for us to get the, what we needed too. So. Teddy, can I, uh, can I just go back to a point there that you were making about hiking being transformational? Can you explain yeah. what you mean about that and in what ways have you been transformed? Yeah, great, great question. Um, something that's really hard to pinpoint. Um, <laughs> uh, there, there are many things about walking that's uh, transformational. Uh, transformative in my life, um, probably um, there's, there's something about movement. Um, one of my... The things I think about the most is I have a tendency to think a lot about a problem or feel like something is out of my out of my grasp, um, and it's really easy to ruminate and kind of get bogged down by all the worry and get really stagnant in your mind. Um, and I feel like the uh, walking really allows a lot of fluidity in your thoughts. Um, so when you are starting to go down some of these, like, oh, like, uh, the world is bleak or this issue is so overwhelming, um, often you, you can walk a little more and you'll have a, you'll have a spark or you'll see something or talk to someone, um, and it's enough to kind of get you out of your own, your own, um, just out of your own mind, I guess, more than anything, and move forward and you stimulate your your progress um and and also i think um kind of along those lines you do interact with so many so many different people you interact with different landscapes you interact with um somebody you just come in and you encounter many different things um and each of those things teaches you a lot um so you you definitely are able to remove yourself 
for your own kind of like small contained uh, box when you walk. What is it for you, Claire? Was it is it transformational for you doing these hikes? Yeah, absolutely. I I agree with everything Tenny said. Um, there's something about a quest that I feel like a lot of cultures have an understanding of, um, you know, like a pilgrimage or a journey where you have an, an end destination. Um, and it, there's, there's a simplicity to it. That's really, I guess, addictive is the word I would use. Um, because you, you just, you have this goal that you're moving towards and it's, it's hard often to get there, but, but you, you have a lot of pride in that goal and you have a lot of, um, simplicity in, in that it's just this, this target that you're going towards and it gives you a lot of room to think about other things and have this structure that kind of guides your thoughts um so I would agree completely with Tenny and then and then like she said the people aspect the community aspect of it is really important um just something about walking people people see you and they want to help you out and it just brings out this really generous compassionate side of, of people I found um, just really great people that want to help you and then other hikers that want to support you and it's hard to think of a negative experience that walking has brought me it's always been a positive sort of affirming experience hey we've got a uh, there is a little known uh, long distance trail in Australia I'd like you to come and invite you to uh, have a go at this one. Uh, I mean, we've got like the La Pinta Trail and what have you. It goes through the desert. But there's actually an alpine one. We've got a mountainous region. And you can go from um, just east of Melbourne in the, in the Gippsland area all the way to, and I think you get as far as like... In Queensland? Co- no, you can get as far as Cooma in New South Wales, the other side of our tallest mountain, Kosciuszko. 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 <laughs> Without crossing a tarmac road. And there are a lot of, pe- there is, uh, a lot of people wow. who do that on horseback. Yeah, and- my husband's done that. Oh, has he really? Yeah, Andrew's done that. Can we get him on the show? Because I want to hear about yeah, it. Yeah, definitely get him on the show. And is, wow. that a, is that a genuine invitation to the girls? Is that something that... I'm not paying for it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so it was, oh, so it was a lame invitation, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> a very lame invitation. So, so Claire, what's next? Obviously, you got this in your system. This hiking. It's. Uh, I would love to hear what you've got planned next. There's three long distance trails in America, and uh, so I've done two of them now. And the third one is what we were supposed to do, but instead we did this hike. Uh, so that's definitely still on my bucket list. But I don't know. I feel like uh, this trip has really um, been very important in my life, and I, I'll want to be focusing on this one for a while. So. I don't know if I'm ready yet to go off into the woods again. What is that third one? What is the one you haven't done? It's called the Continental Divide Trail. It's the longest one in America, and it goes. It also goes from Mexico to Canada, north south. Wow. Okay. Well, the invitation, as lame as it is, <laughs> is lame. here for you to come to Australia, and look, we'd love to take you out for a beer. <laughs> That's as far Aww, as it goes. Absolutely. Uh, I actually have a friend who just did a long trail there, uh, different than the one you just described. But uh, it, it ended at the coast and was about 400 miles, and he saw lots of insects and lots of reptiles. <laughs> thank you very much. You're amazing nomads. Oh, thank, thank you, you. So much for having us. It's great to talk to you guys. Amazing nomads. We'll have a link to their blog, which documented the walk in show notes. In fact, I think they had as many uh, blogs as days that they were on the walk. I know, and it's great reading as well. Yeah. Fantastic. It is. Loved it. Uh, If you know an amazing nomad, uh, someone demonstrating discovery, connection, transformation, fear, 
or love through travel, then email us at podcast at worldnomads.com and we'll have a chat to them. Absolutely. You can find our Amazing Nomads episodes alongside our Destination Podcasts in iTunes or download the Google Podcast app. Next week, we've been promising it. And now we will deliver Uruguay. Bye. Bye. Amazing Nomads. Be inspired.